Welcome to the podcast at moresportsnow.com. We cover New York and New Jersey sports. That's both sides of the Hudson, as we like to say. I'm Steve Titchener, hosting today, and I'm joined by John McAlevey over there in New Providence. And uh, we'll talk about the Yankees. We'll talk about the Jets and uh, the Giants. And uh, Johnny, how is the quadcast going? I think you're on episode number 17. 17. I wrapped it up last night. Sent it out to our good friend Chris Perapesco at Sound Lounge. Shout out to Chris who turned it around for us. I have a special treat uh, at the end. I changed up my outro music. So uh, that's what they call a tease in the business. <laughs> so you'll have to stick around. Tell our listeners. Tell our listeners what you do. It's a great. It's a great show. I do um, a podcast that I say is for and about folks like me who have had their lives affected by a spinal cord injury, but it's really for anyone that just wants to be inspired. What I do is I bring on folks who have either had an injury themselves or folks that work on behalf of those that have had the injury. Um, And we talk about, you know, where they were before, because as we like to say, these, the injuries that we have, the accidents, they don't, you know, necessarily define who we were and who we are. Um, So I like to delve into a little bit about where, where people were before they had their spill um, and what they're doing now. And, and most of them that I have had on have taken the awful hand that they've been dealt and have turned it into something inspiring, either by creating a business for themselves um, or helping folks um, in certain ways that, uh, that they would not have thought would have been possible Um now that they're either in a wheelchair or they have really limited or no mobility. So um, I had the idea for many years. I talked about it forever. Um, and people would say, hey, when's the podcast? How's it uh-huh. going? And I would say I didn't get around to doing it. And then yeah. with you guys, uh, Steve and, and Matt Lachlan sort of gave me the push and showed me the equipment that I needed. And I yeah. just sort of bit the bullet. I didn't really know what I was going to talk about that first episode, but I'm on 17. I wrapped it up yesterday. An interesting story is way back when Matt Lachlan, he emailed me a story about a young woman Mm -hmm. who was in a wheelchair and she started her own interior design company. And this was before I even launched and I completely forgot about it. And then I found that email just in the last week or so. And I, Mm -hmm. out of the blue, called her up and we wrapped the show up last night. Her name is Megan Blau. Um, and she owns and operates Blue Copper Designs. It's out in uh, Arizona, mm-hmm. and I will upload that this afternoon. That's um, great. I yeah, it should can't be wait to hear it. Yeah, because there's terrific. a really nice um, spirit about the show, John, and and it, it definitely is inspiring. So it's just uh, it's really terrific. You're doing a nice job with it. So I recommend Thank everybody you, checking right? that out. It's called the Quadcast, and you can get it like on Spotify and right and uh, iHeart. You're Spotify, on all the things yeah, we're Stitcher, on. Apple, yep. um, Podchaser. I'm all over the place. I got to get some more ears on it. I think it's a good product. Yeah. I just need to now drum up you know, some more folks that want to listen to it and get it out well, there. Like, it looks like, yeah, I, I, just, I saw your numbers and you know, it's a pretty good start, man. You got the, it's, yeah. it's rolling along. So right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah I got to yeah. get, uh, push uh, it up. But, um, as they say, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? True. True. So let's talk about New York sports here, man. And, uh, not a ton of positives here. We'll, we'll turn to the Yankees. Um, and you know, two years in a row, uh, or Aldis Chapman uh, jerks his head back, and so he sees the ball clear of the fence and walks off the mound. Uh, you know, a tough ending 
uh, for the Yankees again, who who were right there and uh, just uh, it didn't have enough. And be, and we, you know, that's uh, uh, you got to credit the, the Tampa Bay Rays, man. They um, that, that they they just keep cranking out good players, man. And the payrolls, my goodness, um, you know, you're talking about one of the lowest payrolls in in, in uh, baseball and one of the highest uh, in baseball. So you have to look at that. You really do. Um, but uh, you know, they're just uh, it's a good organization, flat out. I oh. mean, in, in a place where it seems like no one really cares about baseball, but boy, they're just every year they're um, they 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 get close, and it looks like. Uh, uh, they're they're, they're going to roll along, uh, uh, maybe even get a championship this year. But back to the back to the Yankees, and w- what do you do moving forward here, John? I mean, it's not like a lot's broken, um, you know. Past uh, Garrett Cole, uh, you know, it's not like they have uh, um, the, the best line, uh, best starting pitching in in in, uh, in baseball. That's for sure. You know, you got uh, Hop, you got uh, Tanaka. You know, how long are you going to ride him? Paxton struggled. Um, so uh, they can probably upgrade on the starting pitching for sure. Bullpen looks good. Although, you know, Chapman is not the feared guy he once was. He's just not. No. And, and, you, and you're going to roll him out for seven outs. I mean, I, I question Boone about that. You know, I mean, Madden did it, yeah, with the Cubs. Um, the guy's not getting any younger. And and right. um, and this is two years in a row that this has happened. But, but um you know, so how do you size up their pitching, John? Well, they were without Luis Severino. Uh, he's a huge piece. I mean, we've been talking about him being, you know, the next Pedro Martinez for how many years now? He's been somebody who who exploded onto the scene and was really good, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. James Paxton, another guy that they were counting on, he has not been able to stay healthy. Um, J.A. Happ has been haphazard shall we say that on uh he has not been great um another option domingo herman is coming off the restricted list so yeah. you know he was suspended Got some personal problems domestic yeah. violence mm-hmm. policy last year yeah um and there's know, no certainty young... he's coming back either they still you know steinberger said he's to know that he's you know contrite and that that uh, he's uh he's owned up to his mistakes and such so no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And other guys, you know, inexperienced guys, but talented. Uh, that Davey Garcia came on and really mm-hmm. showed some good flashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of their guys coming up from the minors, Clark Schmidt uh, is another name. And Jordan, Jordan Montgomery, Montgomery gave yeah. him a shot in the arm. He was able to win uh, or pitch well to, to give them a chance at a game five when they played the Rays, who, as you mentioned, they just continue to win. They're like the little, yeah. little train that could, you know, they just, you don't know who any of their players are. Uh, that guy Brasso who hit the home run off of Aroldis Chapman um, that won the series, you know, boy, was that, uh, that must've felt good for him because remember earlier that year, Chapman sailed oh, yeah. 101 mile an hour <laughs> fastball right over his toque. And so, uh, yeah, he, that must've felt really good. And here was a guy that was, I don't even know whether he was drafted or if he was, He's a very, very low draft pick who just sort of grinded and made his way up to the big leagues and talk about having a moment against uh, Chapman. You know, it reminded me, Steve, this is going back a couple of years ago. And for Red Sox fans like you and I, who our team is pathetic, we won't even really talk about them. But remember a couple of years back, it was just like a um, mid-season uh, summer series at 
um, at Yankee Stadium. The Red Sox were down a run in the ninth inning, and Chapman came in. And this rookie who had been up for about a, a week and a half, you know, uh, Rafael Devers, was yeah. able to get on top of a Chapman 100-mile-an-hour fastball. He was the first lefty to hit a home run off him, I think, in, mm-hmm. in 10 years. And yeah. remember, he put one out in the left center field? Yeah, I, do. I remember well, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then he went, Chapman went for about a week or so where he was just complete BP. <laughs> so he's had his moments. I'm not going to count him out, but he, he's not the oldest Chapman of the Cincinnati Reds days when he was, you know, you know, the game was over when he would step out onto the mound. So, yeah, they have they have a lot of questions. I mean, what do you do with Gary Sanchez? You said he either strikes out or hits a home run, but it's more like he strikes out seven times and hits a home run maybe once out of 10. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's not even, big, he's not a good defensive catcher either. So are you going to win with him? You know, um, well, and, they already made would, the switch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Garrett Cole throws to, throws yeah. to Higashioka. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I'm killing his last name, Kyle. Um, he doesn't even want to throw to Sanchez. I mean, he got benched in, in one of the biggest games of the season. Um, yeah. I think he hit like 130 for the year and it's over 60 games or one, one forty-five. So, I mean, he, he's, he's certainly not putting up numbers that you'd want to want to bank on, but you know, yeah. he, he does have the ability to pound a baseball. And when he's on, he's a devastating force. The problem is, He's not on all that often. And he had much less than in the beginning of his career where he was definitely more lethal. I mean, now, I mean, it seems uh, he's not making contact. That's the problem. When you're batting, what, a buck 50? You're not making contact, man. And that's that's True. that's the issue, you know. So, yeah, he gets a fat fastball every now and then. And he drives it 400 feet. But, um, you know, he is uh, – uh, his consistency is definitely lacking. And, you know, so you got to look at that. I mean, it's one spot uh, in, in the lineup you got to look at. Uh, but, you know, like the right side of the infield is looking awfully good. I mean, Luke Voigt was terrific, right? Uh, LeMahieu yes. won the, um, the batting title. Yeah. Bat, like 364 or something like that. I mean, yeah, he's won a batting title now in yeah. both leagues. So that's yeah. he put himself on, a, can hit. on an interesting list. That's the big question. What do they do with him? He mm. has been their best player yeah. for two years in a row now. There's a guy that, that Brian Cashman, you know, everybody gives him the business because, oh, he's got all the money. He can he can go out and buy superstars. And, yeah, he does. He's yeah. got that cachet with the pinstripes behind him. But he finds guys. I mean, LeMahieu was there all for the taking. Anybody could have yeah. had Yeah, Gio Urshela, the, the third baseman, man. I mean, he can play. He can yeah, field he well, and he, and he, um, he can hit. So, yeah. so we're, you know, he came out of nowhere too. I mean, Glaber, you know, is, is a good player, man. Glaber, he is, you know, I mean, he does, he does some dumb things here and there makes some, uh, you know, an error, critical error here and there. And he's always in a spot where you need him to hit, but he's a good player. Glaber Torres is a nice player. And so, oh, boy, yeah, and, no doubt. and then the outfield, I mean, listen, Aaron judge, what's not to love about Aaron judge other than the fact he's got to stay on the field. He's a young player. Yeah. And, you know, he's been struggling with rib cage this and, you know, whatever as other nagging injuries have been um, that that uh, that are sidelining him. And, and uh, you know, yeah, Aaron Hicks, he has to stay on the field as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, and then Brett Gardner, I mean, listen, you know, can they go to the well with him another year? <laughs> Jeez, I guess so. I mean, 
but uh, does he scare you in a big spot? You know, Brett Gardner coming up. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, but he has he's had some big moments for the Yankees, and he's he's you know, but he's the, you you talk about him, you talk scrappy and hustler and uh, you know hard nosed and all that stuff. But the superstar, you say superstar, yeah. and then Clint right. Fra- Clint Frazier, yeah, again. Um, I like him. Yeah, I, I would find a spot for him, and I would put him out there and just let him rake, yeah. kick and hit. Yeah, I'd let him figure it out. I, I, they just keep jerking him around, and I don't yeah. know. I, I just I like maybe Point is, the, the red yeah. hair and the sort of a you know go out and get him kind of an attitude that he has. Yeah. I would I would like him to see him in my outfield. I mean, he he's a yeah. nice player. And then Stand. what about? Giancarlo yeah. Stanton. Well, he had a huge uh, boy. He, he, he hit the long ball in the uh, postseason. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, but well, during the sure. season, he's it, making, yeah, he's making seven hundred million thousand dollars. <laughs> he should be doing something. And what's he got? Like know? ten more years on that? Day? He's going to be the uh, pinstripes forever. He right? does. He's got his. He's going to be a fixture. Thing, but he's so. just this big home run hitter, man. That's what he is. Yeah. I mean, he's and he doesn't uh, stay on the field too much either. Uh, it seems he gets hurt. Yeah, it seems he gets hurt quite a bit but in the end of the day it's a damn good lineup so what do you have to do well there's not a ton to fix there i mean the yankees are going to be good and they're going to be good for a while and now they got garrett cole who was everything that the the yankees hoped he would be and i think he needs some starting pitching help i you know it's that was a big signing for them and it was supposed to get him over the hump and it almost did but uh they but yeah there was those damn rays man you know, those pesky rays. Yes, yes. You know, it's almost like it reminds me of uh, the old Scooby Doo show. Remember, at the end, we would have gotten away with it, but if it weren't for those meddling kids, you yeah. know, it's there they were at the end, and they did it. And now, as of this taping, they're up three games to one on the Astros, so they're one game away yeah. from the World yeah, Series. Yeah. It's an amazing story. Yeah, and then there's, and then you got Mookie. You know, yeah, well, Mookie's done. down two games to one. Yeah. Also, how about? Imagine if it's the the Braves and the yeah. Rays in the finals. I mean, that would be in the World Series. That would be amazing. It really would be. Uh, oh not not the marquee matchup that everybody's looking for. Uh, yeah, the Dodgers. Uh, they're in yeah. it every season. Yeah, and you know, of course, the Dodgers Yankees. Could you imagine that? That'd be a pretty exciting. Uh, well, I mean, it just would fire up uh, the, the the both coasts. That's what it would do. Yes, it would. Now that the yeah. uh, the Braves and the and the Rays is that going to um, are there going to be a lot of eyeballs on that? Uh, I'm not so sure. Well, their ratings yeah. have been in the toilet anyway. Yeah. No well, I mean, come on. Another game. thing. Listen, if if there's a year to to be how horrible, this is the year, right? I mean, yeah. this is a big asterisk on this season, man. And what did you play yeah. sixty games? Some of them were seven inning with the seven inning games, and so, I mean, come on. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and, you know, hopefully baseball will get back to normal next year. So this is kind of like, almost like an exhibition really. I mean, and, you know, but listen, whoever wins, you know, that's, that's a ring. They're getting a ring and they're getting a trophy it's a ring. And, yep. and it's going so down. We'll put, it, we'll put an asterisk next to it anyway. Right. Uh, I, I, yeah. They, I think you might, <laughs> I think you have to, I mean, for, for sure. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's switch to football here and, let, you know, let's start with the Jets and, you know, lady. Oh, yeah, we'll switch to better news, right? The 0-10 <laughs> combined football team. <laughs> well, the, the Jets are more of the mess, and we'll get to the Giants. But come on now, Le'Veon Bell is out the door. Um, 
they couldn't trade for him, so they just dump him. They eat six million. I mean, it, what? I mean, you just got to talk about the organization itself and the decision making and everything that goes on around the Jets, and you're just, you know, you're just stumped by it all. You know, and what? Oh, what absolutely. is you know what has Joe Douglas done? Was the GM done? Is he brought in Adam Gase? I guess his guy. And look at it just right now. You know they're a mess, and so who 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 owns this decision on bringing in Le'Veon Bell and then dumping them and eating all a ton of money? And and, yeah. and I mean, you well, know, that was, that was the previous. That was that was Mike McCagnin and and that crew. So that was their baby. And more more to the point, what was Le'Veon Bell thinking? I mean, can you could you find a guy? out there that completely and utterly individually blew up his entire career. I mean, he was a devastating force in Pittsburgh for yeah. a couple of years. He was the best back out there mm -hmm. in the business. He was number one because he could catch the ball out of the backfield. He yeah. could run around you. He could run over you. And he had, you know, the world by the, you know, us. And then he decides he didn't like his contract and he's going to sit out. So he sits out a full year. Right. Yeah. He sits out a full year and then he's going to make his big, big free agent plunge. And his big choice is to go and play New York Jets. Yeah. What um, are we uh, talking about? You he know, he's still be in Pittsburgh now. He should be still in Pittsburgh now playing for championships. I mean, Pittsburgh's four and oh, they're off to the races. Yeah. Uh, James Conner has been great. But, you know, well, could you? Grew up your career any more so than this guy did. Yeah, and then maybe you can get, maybe you can get the right to ship with uh, the Bills are in the running and the Chiefs is what I'm hearing. So yeah, we'll, and oh we'll, by the way, the Patriots too. Okay, there we go. Doesn't this just reek <laughs> of of a Patriot signing? Yeah, very possible. Come on, I mean this is yeah. what they do. <clears throat> but the guy you 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 know you mentioned that the guy can catch the ball too, man. He's a he's a very good all around back, man. And so, um, and I don't know why the Jets couldn't figure it out. I mean, he did have some injuries. He did have the hamstring. So there were some problems there. And though they're probably not, you know, the Jets can't control that. Um, and then he started chirping about wanting to be traded and such. And, you know, he did that in Pittsburgh, too. Well, you know, he started complaining a lot, and he was a big distraction. So maybe the Jets said, "Hey, this guy has the ability to be a big distraction. We can't let this happen." And and but still, it still looks bad. It looks bad for your organization. And now, now you know they're they're zero and five, and just in in a in just a mess right now. So well, on the heels of the whole Jamal Adams thing, where all he did was chirp and chirp and chirp, they finally had to get him out of there, and he's playing like one of the best defensive players in the entire NFL, which yeah. he is. The Jets knew that, but it was kind of like, okay, do we, do we keep this guy and just have to listen to him uh, constantly griping and moaning day after day after day, or do we get rid of him and, you know, try and get draft picks, which is what they did from Seattle. So now this, this whole thing really falls on Joe Douglas. Now he's got, a number of first round draft picks this year and in the future. And, mm -hmm. you know, they've got to get this right. They have got to get this right. The question now is I don't really see a game on the schedule where the jets will ever be favored. So they could go over for the season. And I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the, is the shiny object that everybody is going to want to draft. And Sam Darnold has been 
you know, fair to Midland, he has not been very good at all. So yeah. the Jets, I think. But do you give up on him that quick? And if and by dra- drafting Lawrence, essentially you are. Who knows? Absolutely. I mean, it's a little it's, early in it's, the it's a little early in the season to talk of talk about the draft positioning, I, I guess. But um, and, and that's oh, by all the way, they have left. Yeah. What, do, what do Jet fans have? I mean, that's yeah. what their season is. I'm yeah. reading an article in the Post today. It's something that we've talked about here, and it's something that I harped on last year. Is the Giants late in the season won a completely and utterly meaningless game against the Washington Redskins, mm-hmm. and it cost them the chance to draft Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was oh, we won one for for Coach Shermer, and we're continuing to play. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Your season was a disaster. <laughs> I'm not saying you go out and bend over and lose the game on purpose, but what did that pyrrhic victory do for you, other than push you back? And, and not have the ability to draft Chase Young. Which, which meant, but then the, the argument there, John, is that they should have some kind of lottery in that situation so they don't have these this a position where they're, they're, they're you know, taking dives and throwing games and such. It's just not good. I mean, you mean, I mean we, tanking for Trevor? Yeah, we, talk, we talked about this. Before. What was it, suck for Sam or something? What was that? Yes, you know what I mean? exactly. It was well, what are we going to do? Hey, come on, is that the Jets are going to do every year is have some, uh, you, know, you know, tank for this guy, suck for that guy? I mean, it's like. Until it's, they it's, get it right, maybe. It's pretty, but listen, <laughs> quarterbacks, as we know, you live and die in the NFL with quarterbacks. Right. If you don't have the right guy, you don't have a chance to win. So the Jets now have to get it right. I think right. if they do have the number one pick, they have to take Lawrence because he could be, you know, he's, he's one of these once in a generation talents. I mean, he can run, he can throw, he's six foot six. He's got a howitzer. I mean, how do you not take a shot at that yeah. guy if he's there in front of you and you're going to wait around for Sam who hasn't shown you anything who made that comment last year about seeing ghosts when he's back in the, <laughs> in the pocket. I mean, come on. Right. But he has right. shown some promise. He hasn't been a total bother. We cannot sit there and tell me that, that Darnold has been a bust uh, again. And we, we'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll get into the giants too, about, about having players around you too. You just can't come and be a miracle worker. He did show some, some promise for sure. And he's a, listen, I'll put it this way without question. He's an NFL quarterback. There's, there's no yeah. question about that. Now he's just like, you know, the prototypical quarterback that's winning. Now we've talked about this as the, are the, um, you know, the Pat Mahomes of the world, you know, the guys oh. that can, the guys that can, um, can run and, uh, and to have the arm as well. So, um, and he got a little bit of that with Daniel Jones. I was kind of suggesting that Daniel Jones, I, I called both the New York quarterbacks, the statues, but that wasn't fair. I mean, Daniel Jones can move a little bit. Um, yeah. But uh, but Donald, goodness for that. But Donald's not one of those quarterbacks. Don, no, Donald, he, well, he, yeah. he has the ability to get out and run. It's yeah. just that um, oftentimes he would try to squeeze the ball in there when it's not the right, right time to do so. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it winds up being being uh, caught by someone wearing a different color jersey than he wanted to. Right. Um, Whereas Daniel Jones, his biggest problem is holding on to the bloody yeah, football. Man. I mean, yeah. he just turns the ball over like he's giving out Pez candies. It's the craziest. And so here's the he thing. at least won a game. Yeah, and here's the thing with that is that, you know, you, you do it, you, you know, your rookie season, you struggle with it. Okay, you work on it. And then your sophomore year, you still have those problems. You know, at some point down the road, it's, hey, this guy is turnover prone. 
that's what it comes down to for whatever reason, you know, certain quarterbacks just have that, uh, just can't take care of the football. And uh, you'd hope that whatever, whatever coaching scheme and whatever can figure out a way for him to, to not have all these turnovers, man. But it's, it's a problem. It's a problem uh, because other than that, I mean, he looks pretty damn good. Nice arm. You know, basically, basically, um, he, he's got a nice he touch. Nice touch. He, um, he's got good accuracy. And then he can yeah. run a little bit too, man. This guy, I mean, he's not a. Uh, the MVP. Yeah, Lamar. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Oh, that guy. Lamar you, Jackson, know, yeah. you know what? We need to know so many names, man. You know, yeah. and sometimes I just had a senior moment at 54. I'm having senior moments, but, <laughs> you know, but Lamar Jackson, you know, guys like this who can fly, man. I mean, yeah. and also then, then you've, uh, uh, you got the kid in, uh, that we just, uh, uh, for, for the Cardinals who now the problem, he's, he's tiny guy though. He's like five, 10, Tyler Murray, Tyler, yeah, well, Tyler Murray. Yeah. Picked, yeah. He came in and picked apart the giants a couple weeks back. Yeah. And then, and yeah. And then, uh, beat up the jets as well. So, um, yeah. so, uh, well, they're three and two with him, but he's kind of been all over the place. He's been up and down, um, yeah. as, as, as far as, um, how effective, uh, he can be in the league is, is still, so how about, how about when, this weekend where the giants host, the giants should win this weekend. They're playing the the woeful Washington football team. I mean, give me a break. The Washington football team. Yeah. Don't get me started on all of that baloney. Well, they should have just. But, you know what? Just Jones, real quick on that though is they pick a name, pick a name, yeah. and stop it. Right. I think it's almost like they wanted to mock the process or something. It was. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just ridiculous. Or call them well, the club. I think we're in, yeah. We're I know. In I know. It's it's just now. a word. But like the Premier League, you call them the Washington Football Club, the Washington Football Team. Hello. Yeah, I think it might take it might take a couple of years before they can find something that doesn't offend somebody <laughs> somewhere somehow. You know, people are so offended in this day and age. So I, I really think that they probably have lawyers working around the clock to see if they could come up with a name that uh, that won't offend someone. But how about? The oh. matchup of uh, Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins, um, yeah. two years into their careers, talk about being on, well, on Re- divergent path. Well, I mean, Rivera just gave up on Haskins, man, and was direct third stringer and direct. It was very direct about it, and I think he was suggesting that the, the, the maturity thing came out where he just doesn't. He said that he the other quarterbacks know the system. Uh, yeah. And and so he needs he needs quarterbacks that know the system and so apparently Haskins is not um, is not putting the time in and then doing the homework and doing what he needs to do um, to to learn that system because the arm is unmistakable man that that kid can throw yeah um, so yeah. something's going on there I and mean, that's an NFL something's arm going on. yeah you know? but it's uh, I, I think yeah. the Giants should win and they've proven you know other than um, I can't remember the game they played in where they just got blown out. Um, I forget who that was. It was earlier in the season. They just got walloped. They've been in every game and have had a chance to win, including Sunday in uh, in Big D. I thought that they yeah. would get wiped out. The, the terrible injury that Dak Prescott suffered yeah. that was that was a shame. Yeah, nasty. Yeah, you know I like to. I always turn my head away. I can't look at stuff like that. And then then I go online to. To, to check out, you know, a box score from the game. And as the, as the article comes up, that's the picture, the up-close picture of his foot facing in the wrong direction. I almost threw up. But, you know, to, to, to be that close 
and to have a chance to win. They had two touchdowns brought back, crucial penalties that uh, that killed them. One Cameron Fleming, um, you know, with the wasn't set on the fake field goal that worked to perfection. Um, another one where they had a, a penalty on it. Um, you know, another fake punt for a touchdown. So, you know, the Giants are right there. They are right there. And what they need is a big win this weekend, which I think they will get. If they don't win this week, then, you know, KD bar the door. They, they won't win a game all season long if they can't beat the Washington football team at home. Yeah, yeah, Washington's been bad. And, and you're right, you know, the Giants have been in just about every game. And it just doesn't look like a lost cause. The Jets, it's just like, man, mail it in. This thing's done. This is awful. But when I look at the Giants, and I'm watching the games, you know, and and I think they're playing for this this guy, Joe Judge. I, I think they're 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 working hard and playing. And and you're right, they're in football games. But, you know, again, and it was Bill Parcells who said it. You are what your record says you are. So they're all in five, but they have been close. So, you know, it's time to start winning some games now. And this is the, this is the game to win uh, without a doubt. But then again, go back to your, your, you know, love for Trevor Lawrence there, uh, Mr. Giant fan, John McAlevey. And, and so, the, yeah. so, you know, the losing has to continue if that's, if, if that's going to happen. Um, Bring them uh, on. I'll yeah. take them. Well, <laughs> I, you know, you know, and I am, clearly on record, and we did shows and shows about this, when the Giants ran to the podium and drafted Daniel Jones at, what was it, number four or six, whatever it was, yeah, I almost fell out of, fell off of my sofa. I could not believe that they did that, and I basically we turned the TV off. I was livid. Yeah. Who the heck did you go out and draft this guy? But you know what? When he got in there, he really shut me up. And I yeah. started coming around to him. I I, I, re- I like him as a person. I think he's a good guy. He's like Eli Manning. I mean, what is there not to like about him? He's quiet. He doesn't say a word. Mm-hmm. And he started to produce. He did well. Right. But now he's putting the ball on the ground entirely too much. You know, that's not a good thing. Yeah. But um, he started to, to pull me in, and, and I'd like to see him succeed. But he just has to make sure that he, he's – He's looking for somebody that's wearing the same color shirt that he's wearing that afternoon to get him the ball. Yeah. And let me ask you this. Well, considering he doesn't have a lot around him, are you you missing Odell Beckham Beckham these days? I mean, or are you just bygones be bygones? We've moved on. Yeah, we've moved on. I I don't need that guy. I I, I don't need him and all the histrionics and – if you take a look at Cleveland, save for the game a week or two ago, he has been persona non grata. He's done nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cleveland well, is really good. They're they playing have a well, great yeah. game this week. Yeah. I wish it was going to be on. I don't know whether it will. I have to check the local listings. They are, I think, in Pittsburgh. They're both um, really riding high um, in the AFC Central. And so that'll be, that would be a game that I would love to watch because that's two good teams. And yeah. You know, yeah, no. To answer your question, no, I, I don't want that guy anywhere near my team. He is, uh, he is so a even, cancer of of uh, he's malignant cancer. That guy. So even he's when even the Giants want. light on receivers, you're not you're not missing. Uh, no, you know, you I don't know, need him. Uh, I got gotcha. Yeah, I don't need okay. him doing the dog urination in the lot uh, in the end zone and the running up and down the sideline, proposing to kicking tees and ranting and raving and screaming. No. Right. Thank you. Been there, done right. that, but I don't need that. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so you're not missing that. Well, 
So the Giants, the Giants should uh, should take care of business, and then look at the Jets going down to uh, Miami, and you know that's significant because that's Adam Gaze's old team, and you know you go down there and you get your butt kicked by your old team, and it just it's just right there. It's just like this is you know so he's you know he's going to want to show up and play hard, but you know with all the all this the, you know the, all the stories circulating around the Jets and now the Le'Veon Bell disaster, man, it's just like I mean you got I wonder what, what that locker room's like right now, man. Oh, um, and, you know and you know Joe Flacco didn't look horrible, but you know, it's, he didn't really, I thought that he would, um, uh, you know, at least energize the team a little bit, but it, it, it just didn't happen. And, uh, no, no. and, and there, uh, um, so, yeah, but maybe he needs some reps. Maybe he, maybe Flacco needs to get on the field a couple weeks to get this thing moving. Uh, yeah, that's what the hope is because, yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you go into that locker room and say, I mean, everybody knows that Gase is dead man walking, you know, what, what the, what could you possibly say? I mean, Atlanta went ahead and got rid of Dan Quinn. They, they fired him. Um, and how does that guy feel? I mean, he had a Super Bowl in his hands against uh, New England a couple of years ago. They were up a zillion points and, you know, clutched defeat from the jaws of victory. I mean, and now two, three years later, he's fired. I mean, uh, Matty, Matty Ice, his career is headed down the downward slope. He can't seem to, to get out of his own way. He's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. So if Atlanta's going to blow their guy out of the water at 0-5, I mean, everybody knows that Gase will not be the head coach next year. So if I'm a veteran player, I mean, do I really listen to what this clown has to say? All right. Well, you know, you know, and you know, Flacco's actually in a pretty good spot in terms of that he's kind of wants to wants to get back on the field and wants to resurrect his career. Feels like he's not done and and still wants to play in the league. So he's just kind of he, here's an opportunity for him. So he's definitely getting the start down there in Miami. So, you know, he's he um, you know, so uh, is his second game. So he's got an opportunity to really uh, really show something. You know, I he's mean, just keeping his yeah. seat warm because Sam is hurt. Yeah. He, yeah. If Sam were healthy, he would still be holding his oh. clipboard. But yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be an opportunity. Yep. You know, it could be one of his last opportunities, so he better take advantage of it. But you know, again, we've talked about it. He has no weapons. He has no running backs. He, I mean, you talk about going out there with one hand tied behind your back. I mean, the offensive line is not great. Mackay Becton is not healthy. He hasn't been there. Um, he's the size of a of a mountain and he's been hurt for much of the season, mm-hmm. you know, just nothing has gone right for the jets. And yeah. It just continues that the old saying, same old jets just applies again this year. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, let's ch- switch to college now, Johnny. And, um, are you, uh, getting back on the field next Saturday. They open against Michigan State, and we will start the RU review. We're going to have a record a show next week. We're uh, targeting Tuesday to to uh, to record a whole new season of the RU review. We're excited about that and uh, excited about uh, Rutgers football. So uh, at least we'll get some college football to think about in the area. Isn't it? That's pretty nice, right? Yeah, yeah. We get some... Uh some college football to talk about as the, the um, second go round for Greg Schiano yeah. down on the banks. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, I mean, listen, uh, Chris Ash left him in the ashtray, no pun intended. <laughs> There's really not too right. much to, to write home about. So 
this is all going to be about the future. Sure. One of those things where don't, don't, um, you know, watch too closely because a lot of these games could be ugly, but yeah. this is all about two and three years down the road with Russia. Yeah. And, and so, and I told um, you, look, we, there's a lot, we don't know. We got to do our homework, man. We got to get yeah. all over at NJ.com. We got to get all over on the banks. You know, Aaron does yeah. a good job with his site and to just kind of figure out who's there. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, we didn't have any spring football or anything to follow. And, uh, yeah. you know, Shiano has actually hasn't, you know, gone out and he's talked a lot. So, um, you know, no announcement of any starting quarterback or anything like that at all. So we uh, we have to dig in and, and find out what's, you know, who's on the roster and, um, and what, uh, what things are going to look, yeah, what things are going to look like. And we will definitely uh, do that. And that'll, uh, that'll wrap for uh, for this week. Uh, check us out on our site. It's moresportsnow.com. Also, uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. And then we're on, you know, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, and uh, SoundCloud as well. Um, we do this weekly, and we're going to start doing our, our other. I mean, we were slowed by the whole, you know, virus thing, as, as everybody has been. Uh, but we are going to start rolling out our uh, our other shows. And one of them, of course, we just mentioned is the RU Review. We're excited about that. That'll start next week. We'll also bring the podcast as well, which covers all of sports, all the area sports. And that'll come out next week as well. So thanks for joining us. I'm Steve Titchener with John McAlevey. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>